MMA UK, Abdul Ahad Patel. I am here live with Jack Widard of Outlaw MMA and Kieran Williams from Aspire Combat Sports Academy. Boys, how are we? We're good. Jack? Yeah, I'm good, man. I'm good. So um, we, uh, you guys recently fought on um, Battle Arena in Gloucester. Um, Jack, should we start with you? How are you feeling, man? It's been a couple of weeks since the fight. Yeah, man, I'm feeling good. Um, back in the gym, um, I think the fight, like I said, I said to Kieran afterwards, like it was a close fight, but regardless of result, um, I just wasn't necessarily fully satisfied with myself in terms of like my own performance. Um, just one thing I'm thankful for from that whole experience was the fact that it shows me, um, do you mean, you've always got to improve. So there's no complacency. Um, there's, there's no room for complacency whatsoever. So it's just getting back in the gym, working on things like takedown defense, for example, um, sweeps, get-ups um, from the fight. So it's just, do you know I mean, improving as a martial artist. I'm all good. Man, life's great. Do you know what I mean? Got nothing to complain about. Good man, good man. Kieran, what about yourself? I know you obviously you had a bit of an injury after that fight. How's things looking up for you? No, it's, it's all right now. I've settled down. Like when I was leaving the venue, I could barely walk. But mm. for that moment, but then the next day I was weight bearing and like slowly but surely it's all back to normal. I'm training, I'm back on the mats. I can't kick with my right, like any contact on my foot hurts. So I avoid kicking, but that's about it. But yeah, I'm good. Like, obviously I was disappointed, disappointed that weekend. I had to kind of get my head around it a little bit for the, the week after, but I'm straight back into training, waiting for the fight to come back out. I've watched it a few times from what people have recorded on the, on the day, but waiting for the fight footage to come back because there's a lot to take away from both sides. Like Jack said, both had good performances there. It was a good fight. You know, it was a shame that like, it was only three rounds. Like, I reckon another two rounds would have been nice, to be honest. But, um, yeah, th there will be a lot to take away from my side as well. So, I, I, I think it's something you both can learn from as well. Like I said to you both after the fight, like, you both stepped up very short notice that you were main event in. Um, obviously, uh, um, Johnny Bryant, who was supposed to fight on the main card, um, his opponent pulled out and they tried to replace him and that didn't happen. Um, and you both stepped up and put on a brilliant show and it, and, and it was very entertaining. Um, so, yeah, I applaud you both for, for doing that because obviously it takes a lot of bottle fighting full stop, but then to go on to a main card and a main event, um, it takes a lot, especially when you're amateurs and you're still learning. Mm. Do you know what? I leaked that shit up though. I, I love being main event. I think the only annoying thing was is like the, the show just seemed to run slow. So I didn't have no idea what time. Like, Jack would have been exactly the same, what time we were fighting. Mm. So I ate my food as if we'd be fighting at like half eight, nine o'clock ish. But it turned out, what time did we even fight? It was like 10 o'clock, wasn't it? It was like half 10, yeah. quarter to 11. Yeah, man. It just seemed like I was warming That's up for time. Yeah. But other than that, nah, it's good. It's good to be the main event, especially like me and Jack. We're both, you know, we're both lost the fighters as well. So it's just nice to put on that show, and we both had a lot of fans there as well. So, yeah. And how did how did you feel about uh, main event in Jack? It was a weird one, really. I mean, 
at the end of the day, I think on on fight day, it's one of them. Like permission stays the same regardless of when you fight. So like you could be first on, you still got to warm up, you still got to eat the right correct food, you still got to stay hydrated, you still got to stretch, make sure you're ready to go for the scheduled slot. Mm. Like Kieran said, because there was a lot of breaks and like I think there was a forty minute break between the fifth and sixth fight. And it was like yeah. those breaks, it was like it was very difficult to time because obviously you don't want to burn yourself out warming up or warm up mm. for too long. So it was one of them, it was like it was difficult to time it, but I, I think, think I went into warm as Go fight seven started, just started to flow then. Um but, uh, uh, sorry, um but yeah, so I mean, like I said, me and Kieran know a lot of the same people, so it was like I felt like just from like people you speak to, like most people were just coming to see me and Kieran fight anyways. So most yeah. of the people that I was aware that were coming felt like me and Kieran were the main attraction anyway. No disrespect to anyone else on the card because I'm sure they had their own people coming out to support. But from the people that I know personally and that Kieran knows, they were coming to see us both. So, um, I mean, it was the only thing that was annoying about the whole main event thing was just like Kieran said, it was we didn't fight till 10 o'clock at night. Like normally in my training sessions anyway start at like seven to like half six to like half eight at the later so it was just trying to adjust to being fighting a little bit later but it was good exposure i think on that trajectory to take that next step up in our careers and like progress as fighters so like to do it in our hometown in front of all the people that we love and care about and who genuinely want to see us both do well i think it was like a real it was a good entry level to it and i'm sure we'll both be doing big things going forward in the uk mma scenes so um i feel like diamond like pressure makes diamonds and we've got two uk studs here uh looking to sort of progress and go forward from that yeah i am um, it, it, it was it was a bit of a weird one to watch because i i obviously know you both um you know as fighters and on a personal level as well so it was odd to see that you know jack you had a huge crowd that was like right behind us on on the fence and then further to the right you had kieran and his family and friends but it was weird to watch because i was looking at it from a perspective from kieran and i was thinking to myself you're fighting in your hometown as the away fighter because you live in liverpool so how did that feel kieran do you know what? I didn't even I didn't feel like that as such. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I fight at Liverpool now, but still, like like Jack said, a lot of the same people were there for like almost both of us as well. Mm. Um, I guess I didn't really realize that until some of Jack's lot started. <laughs> some of the people started booing me when I got in. There. I was like, wait a minute, this is my hometown as well. So yeah, the fire on it. Like we both signed up for that fight. You can see it the way we started, but. Um, no, I, I didn't. I didn't look at it that way. I was just like, I was a hometown fighter as well. We both were. Mm. But it, you know, it, it was good to see uh, a lot of people come out for you both and support you both. Um, and you know, wh whenever you know, I spoke to Lawrence Tracy about this um, yesterday, um, and we was talking and we were saying that in Gloucester, there's so much pool of talent. Um, of fighters, whether it's boxing, it's MMA, it's combat sports. There's so many great fighters. And not to take away from your camp in Liverpool, Kieran, because we know Liverpool are fighting people um, through their history and through, you know, modern day. Um, but when we look at the facts of two Gloucester fighters 
and you saw the amount of support that came out to uh, watch you guys, it was, you know, it was something special and you guys put on a special show. Um, so let, let's talk about, let's talk about the fight because obviously some people have different severe opinions, you know, it went to a decision. Um, let's go through it then. Round one, um, you both came out, you both, you know, uh, feeling each other in sense of, you know, uh, landing your jabs, your right hands, there was the kicks here and there. Um, and then I think Kieran scored the takedown towards the end of the round, if my right, if my mind could serve me correctly. Um, at one point, I could be wrong here, but I think Kieran landed uh, a right or maybe it was a hook jack and you looked a bit, you went backed up onto the fence. Like, was you affected at any point? It was a kick. Kick. So it was the kick. So um, I've I've watched the fight back a few times now. It was the kick. So where obviously typically you block a kick here. I was trying to parry him, so I knew mm. sort of going in. We were doing our research. Like he, he he likes to throw the head kicks. Obviously looking to parry like cover and parry and shout. But where his foot come around, his foot slapped me in the back of the head, and then that's what sort of buzzed me. Um, yeah. And then he landed a right hand after, which like it was like I got buzzed. And then he landed the right hand and it woke me straight back up. So then it's just yeah. a matter of trying to stay calm and composed because that's when he came rushing in on me. So it's just composure. Uh, the hands are getting engaged into a firefight and do anything stupid uh, moving from yeah. there. So yeah, it was actually the kick that um, it sort of the, the shin hit, hit the guard, but it was, yeah, it was the foot that actually hit the back of the head uh, that done the damage. Yeah, um, and no, fair play to you, you did, you, because at, at the time it looked like, you know, Kieran could have gone for the finish, but you composed yourself really well and kept the space and kind of worked around the fence. Um, obviously, off of the back of that, Kieran, was that what caused the injury to your foot? Nah, like, do you know what? Jack's probably clocked it as well. When the photos the first the main photographer came out, it was the first kick of the fight. But I didn't feel it. I had no idea the whole fight, all three rounds. I didn't know that my foot was fucked. Um, so it had no no, no effect on the fight at all. But yeah, the first kick of the fight, I kicked his, it was like an inside kick, but I kicked his knee. Um, yeah, I, I would come out of southpaw. Yeah. He did. And then yeah, you yeah, threw, that was you threw the kick and then it hit, hit the inside. Um, but yeah, I didn't notice that until after the fight. I was walking back out of, out of the main bit of the venue and um, my coach, Philly, is like, you broke your foot there? I said, no. And I looked down and it was just, so swollen and then like from that point that's when I felt it from my knew mm. um, and then two minutes later I couldn't walk <laughs> but yeah it's what it is isn't it luckily you don't feel these things when you're in there okay fair enough <sighs> well, then, yeah this is it so you know you, it happened within moments of the seconds seconds of the fight starting and you still fought three strong rounds Mm. Um, so yeah, you know, it, it shows it, it goes to show how tough um, you both can be, um, and how tough you are in actual fact. I'm um, going into the to the second round, then. Um, again, it, I haven't been able to watch the footage, so I can only recall from on the night, but from what I remember, is um, uh, Jack tried to take you down, um, and there was a lot of defense around the around the fence and eventually um Kieran, you took Jack down and um had him in in um you was in his guard for the majority of the fight. Mm -hmm. And then the second round kind of ended with um 
Jack uh, in a submission attempt. So let, let's talk about that then, um, Jack. Second round, how do you think that went? Um, I think the triangle, going off what the commentators said as well when I watched the back, I think it was the triangle that won me the second round. Because um, mm. it would, it, like, if it wasn't for the back, I don't know how tight it was, but from my end, it felt like it was locked in. Um, it was just sweat, basically. Because I didn't have, normally you grab the shin, put the foot on the uh, hip, and then cut the angle. But obviously, yeah. where we're both just sweating, like he went to throw a hammer fist, I think. So that I had the arm, the arm was through and the leg was round. And as he threw the hammer fist, I sort of shifted and where we were just both sweaty, sort of just slipped in. Um, so yeah, so the triangle, um, it was on. I've gone off what, um, like I said, the commentators were speaking to a few of the judges and um, some people around the arena after. That's what sort of won me the second round, I believe anyway. Because like you said, it was, it was a lot of control. Uh, and then it's just me trying to be active on top. He's he's a big, big guy in the cage as well. I don't know. What, what did you weigh in the cage, Kieran? About 81. About 81. Not too much. 81. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, because he's fat, heavy. So he's like trying to shift his base. Um, I, like to, I don't like, even if I'm bottom, I don't like to be um, just like hold on. Just, just like wrap up, hold on. Obviously, you've got to be safe because you've got to be aware the guy's got gravity on that side. They can posture up and punch. So his, his base is really good. So he's trying to offset him, trying to get the submission. Unfortunately, it was at the latter half of the round um, when, when I went for it. Um, but yeah, he's just trying to be active off the back. Um, but yeah, I mean, that was sort of the second round as a whole. Like you said, it was a lot of uh, grappling exchanges against the fence. Mm. And I think he went through, it was a hip toss, wasn't it? And then I had the wizard. Yeah. And then we like skirmished you, you up, up against the cage. You you rushed me against the cage. And, and then obviously I defended, I had my back against the cage. And then I reversed the position. And then you reversed me back, I believe. And then, yeah, then I went for a hip throw. Was that the third round? I see, I might be getting, I need to watch it back. There was one of the ones. Yeah, where I, I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I went for the hip throw and then and then I um then I shot down and then you worked your way back up and then I got under your hips and took you down for that way. Um, so the way I see that round because I yeah yeah I remember I remember that yeah if there was any striking at all that was even and then from my perspective because you tried to take me down I've defended that position and I've managed to take you down like the control element of the fight should have gone to me. Mm. Um, that triangle attempt happened in the last 10 seconds. It was like, I think it was put on like eight seconds. So because I'd heard the tap already from, from the judges, whoever makes that, that, that 10 second tap, um, I decided to, I think I threw two punches and just wait it out rather than defending the triangle um, too much. And I just stood back up and the, the round was over. So I can't see how that, that scored too much, to be honest. Mm. Yeah, it was, it was an odd one to watch because again, from my perspective, watching this like you know, as someone outside of the cage, um, I saw Kieran defend the takedown. Um, I'm pretty sure it was that second round that you landed the hip toss because you did it twice, but then on I think on the second time, Jack caught the wizard and he worked his way out of it. Um, but the, the fight ended on the ground. Um, I don't think there was too much 
sort of transitioning, but then Jack obviously ended up uh, with the submission attempt towards the end. And those eight seconds might have felt like the world to you guys, but it didn't seem that um, long watching from the outside. Um, so it, in, a, in a sense, um, I think the anticipation was there. Like you thought, oh, is Kieran going to tap? Is Kieran going to tap? But then obviously the buzzer went and then that was the end of round two. So going into so round I didn't three, think was it? I think saying on round two, sorry, before we move to round three, I think like MMA is one of those sports, like me and Jack, like if you're fighting, you're judged from the second you, you enter the venue when you're walking in, how you hold yourself, mm -hmm. how comfortable you are before, obviously what you're doing in the cage as well, but then also in between rounds as well. So if, you're ending around and you're not getting back up quick and you're on your back, the judges are gonna see that like, hey, he's not he's not all there yet. Like Jack's won that round. But the way I see it is I hold hold out for eight seconds and I stand straight back up and I walk to my corner. So does Jack. Mm. So like you gotta remember like we are scored and we're not scored necessarily, but we're judged for the whole mm. you know, in, including the in between, like for fifteen minutes basically, not just the nine minutes. Um it's the perception, isn't it? Body language. Yeah. But the way we yeah, both had ourselves, um, like Jack said on the day as well, we both had good poker faces as well. There was no like, no one knew he was tired and and he was suffering. Mm. Yeah, I, w I was going to say going into the the third as round, I say, it's the longest and shortest three minutes. Mm. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah, especially when, when you're in there, it's it's, it's like a lot, like you said, the anticipation. It was like those eight seconds, like you said, they go really quick, but they feel really dragged out as well. It's like the yeah. whole thing. That's yeah. what I'm saying. I'm like trying to recollect everything that happened in those in the, the nine minutes in total. It's actually hard to try and uh, comprehend to like, take into one time. So like I said, that's why we got our replays to rewatch. Um, so yeah, it's it's one of those like your perception in the cage as well. Of what's going on? It's completely different to like you said. Mm. Like those eight seconds for me when I had the triangle on from the outside, it didn't seem that long whatsoever. But on the inside, it does. Seem like a little while. It's 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 weird sport that we're in. To be fair, when you actually think about it, like like Kieran said, we're being judged on sort of body language in between rounds, like how you get up off the stool if you're on the stool, like how how are you carrying yourself after. Yeah, it was it was good, man. Yeah, no, nah, fully, and 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 you know you got to respect that those people don't. Some people, the casual fans, if you like, they don't understand that. Three minutes might only sound like three minutes to them, but when it's three minutes in the ring and you're punching, kicking, grappling, and you know the rest of it inside a cage with a live audience and your main event in, mm. that those three minutes are going to be a very long time. And you, you guys know, you know, you've been in fights where it's the la you look at the clock, you've been taking the hammer in for the first like what seems like two minutes and fifty seconds. You look at the clock and it's only been 20 seconds that's passed. So, you know, those those times, the pressure, it does, it does amount to a lot. Um, and I think that's something people that's not in combat sports can't really comprehend. And again, you know, you guys put on a great show um, and, you know, you did what you had to do to secure the win, Jack. And obviously, Kieran, you, you know, you did what you did to, to try and win the fight. Um, but going into the third round then, um, again, you could see that obviously you both wasn't 
as active in your striking and then the, the the fight ended up on the ground like so you know going into the going into the third having fought the first two rounds Kieran what was your thought in going into the third like what was your game do the same thing really just strike strike and then you know if it's close I need to take it down and take it down and that's like where my fight comes from like take it down and normally I'm a lot more active as well I was I was suffering that week anyway but Jack was he was threatening, you know, even in that third round as well, but certainly in the second round, he was threatening that triangle constantly. So that nullified anything I was able to do. Um, mm. Unless, you know, obviously there was times where I was trying to pass, but again, he regarded straight away. Um, but I had to be careful with, with, with my selection of ground and pound because I knew that any wrong slip, he's going to get that triangle back in. So I was very wary throughout the fight. But mm. um, there wasn't much striking in round three at all. I think, if I remember rightly, Jack started the fight started that round and he rushed me against the cage straight away um so obviously i had to undo that and, and, and reverse the position and get the takedown myself so unfortunately that round was mainly i think must have been two and a half minute if not 240 on the ground and and jack like what what was your thoughts then go from the first two rounds going into the third like what was your plan like what was your mindset i think coming in um after the triangle, I like from my end, I, I like, and I think I, I was then like it was a lot of body body attacks as well that I was using. Um, so it was, I didn't know what his energy was like. So going into the third, like basically we, I was just trying to just outwork him, um, but he was just so strong like in the clinch, like he he had really good underhooks and overhooks as well. So. Um, I got the body lock position and I was trying to go for the outside sweep. And um, Kieran is right, literally, I think it was like first eight seconds or seven seconds I engaged in the clinch. Um, and he reversed me and he changed level. And um, I had one underhook and instead of trying to fight for the second underhook, I don't know why I'd done it. I think it was just just because you were in the moment. I tried to throw in some hammer fists. And obviously you mm. see all the time in the UFC, people start letting the hammer fists or the, out, like, uh, the elbows go when the guy... I just got their head uh, to the side. On the chair, it's probably not. Well, you can't throw elbows for one. So the hammer fists were only uh, a, cu a couple. I think I landed one or two. And as soon as I went, I went like lifted my arm up. It was just like it was just like yeet. my legs were just gone. And I was and yeah. So that was again. It was just trying to be active off my back. He said he was he wasn't throwing too many strikes because he was conscious of the fact that I was trying to be offensive. But I was trying to get him to throw strikes because that's when. Obviously, if someone's controlling the space, you need to do something in order yeah. for them to like, create space. So normally, that's ground and pound on uh, when you're on bottom. So it's like you want to get them to extend their posture up because that's when you have the opportunity to escape. So it's like it was a waiting game essentially, um, and I think it was quite a stalemate. It was just he was on top, I was on bottom. So mm. yeah, that was the third round, really. Yeah, I could feel that was your kind of game. You know, certainly, obviously, looking for that triangle mm. space as well. Normally, I think ideally I would have liked to have passed to um, half guard, but it was just it was almost impossible. Just the way he was attacking, it wasn't impossible, but it was just the way he was attacking. He made it very hard for me to kind of achieve anything. I think there was one point where he almost he almost got the sweep as well, so it kind of I had to stop that and then again settle back in. Yeah, so a game of chess, weren't it? Just waiting for the slip up to happen on both part both parts. Yeah. Um, then we came to the, the split decision. Um, 
what what was your thoughts on that, Kieran? Like, what did did you feel like you'd done enough to win the fight? Yeah, I was very, very, very shocked and surprised. I think most of the people were in that building, to be honest. But oh, two seconds. Let me just go and get that. And Jack, about the decision then. Initially, just going off control, um, I thought he took it. I've got no problem saying that whatsoever. Um, I've, like I said, I've watched the fight, like, I think, three times now. Um, watched it once with my dad. Um, he's my head coach. So went over it there just to see what we need to improve on. Um, and then we spoke to a few judges after. They just said it was the activity. that That's what they gave it to me. So... I think it's one of those. It just depends how you interpret a fight. Are you looking for activity or are you looking for control? If you're looking for control, you give it to Kieran. If you're looking for activity, that's what the judges gave it to me. Me personally, I tend to go on control on those things. So it's like, that's why I say I, I was not completely happy. With, like Although I got the win, it felt like a loss to me. Um, just because I hold myself to a, a regard because I want to go places. So I can't be getting these split decisions. I, I want to be sort of, putting myself in a, a different category so but that's why you got that amateur game because you, you get to get those things to humble yourself and uh really bring you back down to earth so that's that's what that was for me um i think it could have gone either way like like i said um it was a close fight but it, i think we had a rules here and uh referee said the guy the isk the organization I believe they were saying just don't leave it to the judges because your perception in the cage is different to what it is outside the cage so like I said, it was it was one of those like initially I thought Kieran won based on the control, um, but the judges were looking at it differently. They said because there wasn't much activity on top, and I was trying to look for things on bottom. They gave it to me, um, but like I said, if you're looking at activity, you might swing my way. If you're looking on control, you would swing Kieran's way. So, like I said, regardless of result, um, I'm happy to have because I view Kieran as a step of the like the best opponent I've fought so far in terms of like step up in competition he's been very active as well i believe you're fighting in december as well is it meant to be on golden ticket but yeah we'll see i don't know if i'm gonna be able to have a full camp with with my foot we'll see i'm judging it over the next yeah. few weeks but so that's what i mean so I, I was just i was just like like i said i was annoyed at the performance but in terms of because like, of the pandemic having two years out um and then getting in there, like I said, main event, hometown, in front of the big crowd against a guy who's been yeah. very active, almost had done my fights. Granted, I've got the experience, but like the activity is a, thing, is a factor at the end of the day, being comfortable, getting used to the breathing in there, energy exertion, this, that and the other. Um, it, was, it was a great experience for the both of us. Um, and I, I've, I've definitely learned my lessons um, the hard way, if you want to put it that way. Um, but it's the best way to learn them as well. Nice. Like I guess that what what you can walk away with that from is although you weren't happy with your performance, you got to share the cage with Kieran and gain that experience in a fighter that is you know at an elite level in the amateur. Um, so that's something you can take forward and, you know, progress into your, your career or wherever you head next. Um, Kieran, like, I know, like, we didn't really get to break down uh, your thoughts on the decision because you, you had to run away. But um, what, so, you know, split decision, um, 
what was your thoughts? What was going through your head? Like, what, what did you think you you did that the judges didn't see? Just took control of the fight, whatever, mm. whatever areas. Like, obviously, the only real proper stand-up that there was, was was the first round, which was close. We were both landing shots. Jack had a lovely teep and, and his knees as well were good. I think I was more damaging in that round. Mm. Um, obviously, controlled the takedown, got the takedown, got the control. Um, round one, I think Jack would agree that that's my round. Round two was the questionable one, obviously. Um, but again, looking at it, we started off standing up. Jack tries to take me down. I've answered that. I've reversed the position. I've sweep, tried to sweep, ended up getting a takedown through change, level change into his double leg. Um, yeah, he's ended up with a submission attempt. But for me, and out of experience, you've got to do more than that personally. But again, from being on top, normally I would be a lot more active on top. So again, I'm not going to take that away from Jack. He, he nullified that. Yeah. Um, round three, again, it was just, it, it is what it was, wasn't it? Obviously, he rushed me, took reverse position, took him down, got the control. There was ground and pound here and there, like the odd shot, enough for the referee. You know, if there wasn't enough, the referee would give warnings and, and stand you up. But he was obviously happy with what he was seeing as well. Jack was 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 still attempted that submission quite a few times but I think where it was sweatier and more um and I was more alert to it obviously I was able to posture out of it every time land a shot settle back in and I was just playing it smart as well I was running down that week as well so I knew my energy wasn't as, as good as it normally was mm. um but then also off the back of that I've had fights you know that like Ryan Lockyer fight where I'm absolutely pounding the ground and pound and, and, and I do myself over energy wise as well so I'm just trying to use that IQ a bit and, yeah. and obviously preserve that energy for where it's needed as well because saying that like, like I said in that round three he almost reversed me and if he reversed me then I would have to use that energy to get back up and, and bring the fight back to the feet as well so it was, it was a fight where obviously I was having to think as well and so was Jack. Mm -hmm. Yeah it's it's having that fine balance isn't it um, like you said like you don't want to exert all your energy and then put yourself in a position where you then are, are on the defensive um, so, you know, Jack said that like, in terms of activity, he felt that he would, if they were, if the judges were looking at the activity side of it, then he feels that he did secure the win. But in terms of control, he feels that it would be fair to say that you would have won that fight. Mm. Now, based on that, would you agree? Do you think that's a fair statement? I'm going to agree to disagree. Okay. Because I think. In what, in fact, what, what? Let's talk specifics because obviously you can't just say, "Oh, yeah, round one I was more active." Da, da, da. Like obviously it's mm. round one, round two, round three. You got to look at those rounds individually. Um, I think you've got to look at activity in terms of your wrestling as well. Is is, is activity getting that takedown up normally scores high, mm. uh, but controlled. And like I said again, I'm obviously doing enough for the referee not to to issue any warnings or, or stand stand us back up as well. So. Mm. Um, I don't know. I need to watch the full footage, the proper footage. I haven't been able to watch it yet. So, yeah, it's it's a difficult one. Um, I, me watching as as just a person in the audience, um, I felt like it would have swung in the decision of Kieran, um, and not necessarily split. I thought he did enough for it to be unanimous, but doesn't I'm, take away that was a close fight though. Yeah, I'm not sat there ringside. So, you know, again, I'm not seeing everything in full. 
Um, again, if if I was in the referee's position, maybe I'd think different as well. So I, I do think it's one of those things, unfortunately, um, with um, with MMA and with boxing and, and certain combat sports, we have to take in consideration that we can't view everything the same way a judge or a referee can. Um, I know they've put things in place like a professional fight league where the referees has the camera um, on their head and, you know, you can view the fight as it as it's seen from his eyes. Um, but I feel like, you know, again, sometimes we give judges a hard time and sometimes it's, it's justified, sometimes it isn't. Um, but it's a difficult one because, you know, as a spectator, you you view it a totally different view, don't you? Um, and um, as fighters, again, you know, you're both going to be biased in your own ways and say that, you know, you feel you won the fight because obviously you've put in the work and the way you, and you, the way you comprehend the fight is different from the way your opponent does. Oh, yeah. um, but I think, I think, again, like taking away the pluses from this fight, like you both came in, you both stepped up, you've both looked at the fight in areas and thought, yeah, I could have done better here. I could have done better there. Um, and I think the great thing is with amateurs, this is the time to learn. Um, I know some people don't want to hear that and they just want to win, win, win. But, you know, in martial arts, you have to learn to succeed. Um, so when you can identify your flaws, that's where you will start learning. And I think you both, you know, highlighted that today. Um, so... You know, it's it's unfortunate that you know things didn't go your way, Kieran. And you know, again, in in some way, it's it's unfortunate that you wasn't able to perform to the max of your ability, Jack. Like you said, but um, I I still think this is a win for both of you. It's definitely a win for MMA and it's a win for Gloucester for martial arts. No, agreed, agreed, definitely. So. Um, you know, it's uh, it's what are we in? Uh, going into well, October, end of October, going into November. Jack, you got anything else lined up before the year's out? Um, not as of year. Um, I wasn't gonna be fighting November 26th at Winter Gardens down in Western, but I think I'm nursing a few injuries uh, just from camp. Um, mm. And sort of, you just got busy schedule at the gym as well. You guys, um, in our beginner classes, we're introducing what we call sport MMA. So it's just medium contact, no headshot. Uh, just for those guys that can't commit to a full camp, but wanted to get an idea for what it's like to compete. So we've got a few new guys uh, that are interested in that. So we're just um, focusing on our own classes up until Christmas, I think now. Um, I'm going to keep my weight low though, just in case an opportunity does present itself. Um, but I think, I believe there's a show February time, like, like mid to end February. I think that's probably when I look to get in there and then hopefully uh, injury free and whatnot, come out of that okay. And then just look to keep the ball rolling now. It's just mm. trying to be active. But like I said, I got to learn a lot from this fight. So the main thing is improving. Um, I don't want to rush back in there. I feel like I need to take my time with this. Um, I've got the, exp- like I've got, I think mean, what I started this sport when I was 14 um, mm. so it's just a case of I've got like a good skill set um, but I want to add to that um, and I, work, I really want to improve so 
my focus, like I said, over the next like sort of two, three months, improve, develop some new techniques, add to my current techniques, uh, sharpen and refine them, um, look to get back in there. Like I said, it's about getting experience now. I think that's the main thing at amateur. I think people get too caught up on wins and losses. Um, like at the end of the day, you could be fighting someone that's two wins and eight losses in an amateur, but they've got 10 fights of experience and you could be having your second or third fight and that's going to account for so much more, especially yeah. when it comes to in terms of like, uh, like Kieran alluding to energy management. Um, you can blow, like, blow yourself out quite quickly if you get too excited. Um, and obviously you could be too reserved, which I've had in my past in my, I think it was my first fight. Um, I was way too reserved when I had the hurt on multiple occasions. So I could, could have done more in that sense. So it's learning from your experiences, um, but also trying to gain more experiences. So I think that that's the main thing going forward. Cause at the end of the day, when we both turn pro, our record goes to zero and zero. It doesn't matter how many wins or losses you got. But you can you've got bank on the experience that you've had in your. Too many people focus, like you said, on the wins and the losses and just trying to win, win, win. But then when they look at their record, are they really proud of their record? Who have they fought? Mm. Bunch of nobodies. A lot of people were, mm. like you said, me and Jack have just had an absolute good fight there. I know he's fought some good guys. He knows that I've fought some good guys as well. Um, mm. So, like, when you take away that, that cage time and the craft and learning from your mistakes, learning from your wins, it's so much more valuable than fighting five bums and turning pro. So much more. Yeah, 100%. 100%. And so, Kieran, potentially December? I'm not sure. Like I said to you before, um, the aim was December. It's looking unlikely. I've, I've been doing my SNC since the fight, and I've just been on a match for the first time for um, okay, one session with Danny today. But every time I was kicking, it was just, ring it was just pain. So we'll give it another week or two before I, I, I decide and agree to a matchup. But if not, I'm going to just start my, like I said to you, I was going to do a three-month block over the winter where it's just strength and conditioning, get ready for 15-minute wars. Yeah. Hopefully try and request some some five-round five, five round fights next year. Yeah. Uh, I know hopefully I've got my eyes on um, the almighty title, which at the moment that Danny Naismith from Scotland's got. Um and then, yeah, potentially turn pro next year if I'm ready for it. See how I am over 15 minutes first at Amateur. Nice. So, again, big things for both of you to come. And who knows, you may meet each other down the line in the pro leagues maybe one day. Um, and, boy, what a fight that would be when 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 it happens, if it happens. Um, listen, boys, I, I, I want to thank you um, and really applaud you on your sportsmanship and your humbleness um, and your complete gentleman-like manners. Um, you've both been a pleasure to interview and have on the show today. And um, it, it, takes, it takes a certain type of person to be able to come back and interview with your opponent on a post-fight. Um, so, you know, a round of applause to both of you. Thank you. And um, hopefully we'll both be able to... Um, We'll, we'll be able to catch up on both of your journeys as you progress. Yeah, man, definitely. Thank I'm looking forward to seeing. I'm looking forward to my own journey, but I'm looking forward to seeing what Jack gets up to next as well. Because it's been respect from the start. There's no, obviously, there's no need for any shit talking. There never was. We both knew we knew mutual mutual people. You know, we know we knew of each other before. Obviously, like I said in the last well, last podcast, Jack's dad's a, a staple in UK MMA. Um, so I knew it wasn't a fight to take lightly. 
um, just knowing that Jack would have been around that from from he was young, probably you know training somewhat all his life. Like I said, he started at fourteen. I didn't start until I was I think I was like nineteen or something. So mm-hmm. some things to take seriously in that fight there. So I learned a lot from it. But um, no, it's respect always. And like I said, we might fight each other again. We might even use each other as training partners moving forwards, etc. So no, it was good. It's good to have that experience with him. Yeah, well, I was going to say the extensions there. If you're ever down in Gloucester, and uh, like I said, all keys to the gym. So if you're ever down, like I said at the end of the day, it's all love on my part. It's just business at the end of the day. I don't, I don't get into beefs. I'm too laid back to do that, man. Um, but yeah, so if you're ever down in Gloucester and you need to train, like I said, you're tall, six foot three, rangy set, like guys. I'm, I'm awkward switch stancer. Do you know what I mean? I can mix it well together. So, like I said, it would, if anything, it would be beneficial to train with each other. I don't usually like fighting guys from Gloucester. Is the exception this time because it was the first fight back in God knows how long. I think we should, as, as like a city, sort of use each other to it. Like you said, there's so many cities. You've got Birmingham, Bristol, like Cardiff, mm. Wales, all those, all these surrounding cities. We may as well come together as a one unit and see what we can it's do together. So, yeah, Either, man, the extension's like, there. In Gloucester, people don't really, the teams are so segregated, nobody wants to train together. Like, obviously, you've got mm. Range, Trojan, you've got Outlaw, which I believe it's in Cheeksbury, isn't it, Jack? Which is yeah. obviously only a few miles away from Gloucester. You've got now top team, and nobody, no one's mixing up the training, no one's going to find bodies elsewhere. Everyone's just fighting the same bodies all the time. I think that was a, a nice experience where you come up to Liverpool and you just see how there, there are some rivalries up here. Don't get me wrong, don't mix with everybody, but you know, there's a lot of you know, our guys that go over to four corners and train with like Justin Berlinson and stuff like that as well. So everyone's using everybody. Mm. Uh, Gloucester needs more of that. So let's let's start a trend there, Jack. Yeah, definitely. I definitely I, I would definitely yeah, man, um, promote that as well. As martial artists, you can't learn in one place. You have to branch out and learn elsewhere. Um and I feel like respectfully if any coach says to you that you can't train elsewhere depending on on the circumstances i think that can be challenged but um too many coaches it's it's always athlete centered what does the athlete want what's the athlete going to benefit from there's too many coaches that they let their ego get in the way and they don't if you're a good coach you don't worry about someone going elsewhere to get rounds elsewhere or training elsewhere because you know you're a good coach they're not they're going to come back but if you've got that slight little Eating away in your subconscious, where you think someone's going to find better, then that's 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 where that brings that out. So, um, good coaches will always allow you to to mix your training partners. Definitely, definitely. Well, boys, thank you for your time again. You know, I, I'm really grateful for the time I've been able to spend with you guys, and um, I look forward to your journeys. Cheers, man. All right, one more shout out. One more shout out. I yeah, go for it, Jack. Because I didn't realize this. My mum was telling me. Yet. I don't know if your mum told you, Kia. Yeah, but basically, yeah, some yeah. guy tried barging in front of my mum, and she was like, No, that's my baby fighting in there. And then Kieran's mum was there. I was like, That's my baby fighting in there as well. So it turns out both <laughs> our mums were hugging each other and watching it together. So I just want to say shout yeah, out to I'm them for being able to keep I'm it cool just... and watch their kids. <laughs> wow. But yeah, that, I thought that... that was a cool moment, man. That, that definitely is. And, and thank you for sharing that because we wouldn't have known that otherwise. So thank you. Um, and I guess, again, just something to top that off is um, you two boys will share a bond that no one else will have that you fought in the cage together. 
And on top of that, your mums as well um, spent a bit of an intimate moment um, watching you boys as well. So thank you for sharing that, Jack. That's really nice, mate. Nice as a mother to watch. Definitely. So no yeah, it's good to hear that we together, man. But yeah, now thanks for having us on, Mabs. Yeah. No worries. Take care, boys. Speak to you. Yeah. Go on, see you in a bit. Speak to you soon. Thank you.